Hey everybody, welcome to the Basis Points Podcast. I'm Kevin Flanagan, Head of Fixed Income Strategy at Wisdom Tree Asset Management. Fed Chairman Powell's Jackson Hole speech is now come and gone. So the next big thing on the Fed calendar is the September 20th FOMC meeting. You know, and as expected, Powell really didn't offer up any groundbreaking headlines last week. But, you know, the overarching message from the chairman still resounds loud and clear. And that's rates will be higher for longer. And that really brings us, I think, to the next phase. You know, it's not a matter of whether we're going to see another rate hike or so. But, you know, this higher for longer, it's how high and how long. You know, and I've been talking quite a bit about this recently, the, the recent sell-off in the Treasury market, and it seems to underscore the point that the money in bond markets have finally come to the Fed and accepted this higher for longer theme. You know, it certainly has taken a while, but, you know, I, I am still wondering if Treasury yields have truly embraced just what that might entail. And if you look at the two most recent rate hike cycles, you could come to the conclusion that further increases in Treasury yields shouldn't be ruled out. You know, and specifically, I'm referring to the Treasury 2 and 10-year notes. And what we've seen is over these prior two rate hike cycles is how the Treasury 2 and 10-year yields typically rise to levels that are either at or above where the Fed Fund's upper bound resigns, especially as we get close or around the peak level for Fed Funds. And, you know, early on in the rate hike cycle, the current one, history did follow suit. But more recently, things have changed considerably. In fact, other than for a brief period in early March, when the two-year Treasury yield was above the Fed Fund's target, both of these Treasury yields have actually resided visibly below where Fed funds have been this year. You know, and at one point, the two-year Treasury yield traded nearly 125 basis points below Fed funds, while the 10-year was a whopping 170 basis points under the upper bound. You know, I mean, some of these inversions were a result of the regional bank turmoil, but this negative spread relationship has still continued some four to five months later. Yes, the latest, latest increase in Treasury yields has narrowed that gap, but the inversions are still at 43 basis points for the two-year and 125 basis points for the 10-year. So while there's a debate within the Fed regarding whether staying put or another rate hike or two will be needed, both the pause and hike camps have one thing in common – and that's rates will remain in restrictive territory for the foreseeable future. So against this backdrop, it doesn't seem unreasonable to expect Treasury 2 and 10-year yields could still rise further from their current readings. You know, in fact, the two-year is now above the 5% threshold, while the 10-year is at its highest yield level since 2007. And that really places the 10-year, when you look at it, especially from a technical perspective, in somewhat uncharted territory. So that's not even factoring in this question. What if another quarter point rate increase does come to fruition at the either the September or November Fed meetings? Right now, Fed funds futures are not looking at September, but they are seemingly pointing to maybe a quarter point hike in November. And that's, of course, very data dependent. But anyway, such a move would bring the upper bound of the Fed funds trading range to five and three quarters percent. So even if the two and 10 year yields maintain their current inverted status with Fed funds at a minimum, 
you know, another leg up in treasury yields should not be ruled out. So I'm going to end it there. I hope everybody is enjoying their final week of unofficial summer. And if we don't speak to you, have a great Labor Day weekend. Take care, everybody.